Good Friday morning, everyone. Welcome to Off the Shelf. Thank you for listening this morning. I am your host, uh, Nicole Fowles. I was like, what is my name? Do you know your name? (laughs) Test one. My my family has been hit by the plague this week, and I'm afraid it's coming for me next. I've I've been able to mostly avoid it. But yes, I am your host this morning here mostly. Nicole Fowles, Communications Coordinator for the Delaware County District Library, joined by my lovely co-host, Molly Myers-Levady, our Deputy Director. Good morning, everyone. Yes, and today our guest is Mandy Henning, the Paw Branch Manager. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, Today, um, Mandy is going to be joining us talking about um, what's happening with Geek Fest next weekend. We need the the DJ air horn, like the boop, 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 boop. I think Gage can find a sound effect that does that. (laughs) Of course, as Gage tells us on the board, you'll hear him chime in every once in a while. Good morning. So thank you again for listening. Um, we We are in fall. Like, it is. They, I believe on my way in, I heard on the radio, maybe this channel, that it is like the high peak time in Hocking Hills. And I'm trying to figure out, do oh. I have five seconds to get down there this week? The trees are gorgeous in my neighborhood alone. Like oh, my drive. Even he, kind of pink. It's beautiful. To and from work is my favorite right now. Yeah. It is. The gorgeous. battle is on when you try to blow the, the leaves off of your yard and they fall right back down <laughs> on your yard. Yeah. <laughs> the lawnmower gets some in exercise. A condo. It's real. The battle is real. Um, so let's talk about what we're reading, watching, listening to this morning. I have something fun to share, but I'll save it. So Molly, get us started. I am very excited. So I just finished a series of manga called Library Wars. It came out in about 2013, but it is the story of Iku, who has just joined the library forces because this is set in the future and there is a group who is the uh, Media Betterment Society that is banning books across Japan. So they have two wings of the library forces now. They have the librarians and then they have the staff that are the military wing that protect the libraries from having things removed this or is being such a attacked. librarian fan fiction. It like, really yeah, is. As army. Well, and let me tell you how she got pulled into this. When she was in high school, her prince saved a book that she wanted to read, the final book in the series, and someone tried to take it from her. Oh. And she fell in love with her prince. But when she gets there, she has instructor Dojo, very good looking, by the way, and the two of them, of course, butt heads in the cutest, most rom-com romantic way that uh, could possibly happen. Friends, enemies to lovers. <clears throat> it's about a 15-book series, and I could not stop reading this series. It was fun from beginning to end. It, the relationships and the friendships within the um, you know, organization that they're in, the learning how to be a librarian part, because they are also expected to learn how to do librarian (laughs) duties. And Iku is horrible at filing cards. She is horrible at not dropping things. Um, She's amazing at running and jumping and bravery, but everything else she really, really kind of struggles at. So Dojo is always in there, straightening her out, keeping her calm. I have to suggest, if you want just sort of a really quick read, I was getting behind on my Goodreads challenge. Mm -hmm. These 15 books caught me up really fast, and it was one of those times where you couldn't wait to read that next book. Yeah. So they're they're manga, you said, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you can probably find them in both a digital and No, I could only find these in physical form, so you are going to have to reserve them from the library. And I've got to tell you, the author is Kiro Yumi, Mm -hmm. and 
let me tell you how darling this is. So you get in and every book starts with, I can't believe you're all reading my books. I can't believe I went to a bookstore <laughs> and I found this on the shelf. Like through book 15, she's so humble so and doesn't realize like, this is amazing. I can't stop reading your books. Um, and she has little mini cartoons going throughout. So she'll have like a retelling of Snow White with Iku and Dojo. But Iku is like Cute. awesome and strong and takes care of everything. So high schoolish. Uh, high school, but also adults. I wouldn't write us out. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely college age. Mm-hmm. Um, a yeah. lot of manga are like teen adult. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Really easy to read, though. Really, really easy. And the romance isn't. Don't worry. This isn't going to be like an explicit or. <laughs> right. It's just really cute. Like the way they interact with each other is. Dojo spends a lot of time tapping her on the head to reassure her things are okay. And it's my favorite awkward movement because it'll be like this really dramatic and she'll just write tap, tap. <laughs> it's just beautiful. So if you want a really nice read, really easy to digest, go for Library Wars. Library Wars. Very fun. And you'll have at least 15 books to keep you entertained. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but reserve like four or five at a time because right. you'll go through them way faster than you expect. That is good. That is a good recommendation. Mandy. So, what do I always read when we do these? <laughs> is it horror? No, actually, every time it's. Either, oh wait, is it historical fiction about it's, Grant? It, it's not this time. It's either that or it's Stephen King every single time. Uh-huh. Right. This time it's Stephen King. Okay. <laughs> uh, his new one just came out. It's called Fairy Tale. A, I hate fantasy. Like true story, I hate fantasy. So the front cover. This is where you like don't. Well, it's gonna get there, I think, but. Don't judge a book by the cover. The front cover looks like a dragon eye, but then you see it's like a kid and a dog walking, almost like Pan's Labyrinthy, like down mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, it starts out like if Stephen King wrote a classic Stephen King, it starts out iconically Stephen King. Okay. <laughs> it's a ten-year-old. We're in Stand by Me. We're rocking and rolling. Uh-huh. The dad, the mom dies suddenly, and like it was an accident, but it's not great. Like it's a bad accident. The dad instantly becomes an alcoholic. It's Stephen King. It's We're Stephen right King. on that path. So he, um, they're getting to the point where the kid is like setting the drunk dad up to write the checks to pay the bills in the house. And the kid has no idea how much money is left in mm-hmm. any of these accounts. He sees these homeless guys downtown and he's like, I don't want to be that. Like he starts to have these like nightmares that he sees his stuff in crates being shuttled from, mm-hmm. from corner to corner. So he, they're not religious as a family, but all of a sudden he just, he's like, I got to pray. So he prays. He's like, God, if you make my dad go sober, I will owe you a favor. And whatever it is, I will fulfill it. So the next day, the dad has been fired. One of his ex-coworkers comes over and is like, bro, you got to get sober. Like you're wrecking your life. Dad starts to cry, joins AA, gets sober. So the kid's like, oh, now I owe God a favor. And this is Stephen King. It's not going to turn out well. (laughs) It's not like, oh, the favor is help a little old lady across the street. So he's a really good kid. He's in high school at this point. He's a really good kid. He's volunteering. He's picking up litter along the side of the highway, but he knows that's not the favor. not it. Mm -mm. So one day when he's walking home, there's this, they call it the psycho house, which I love. (laughs) Creepy old house on the hill. Also, Stephen King references himself. He's like, there's a big scary dog at that house, some kind of Cujo situation. Like, quit, Stephen. But so he knows there's a, a big dog at this house. It's a creepy house. He hears the dog howling like this otherworldly howl. And then he hears a, a weird noise, goes behind the house. And the elderly guy who lives there has fallen off a ladder and broken his leg like badly, like like oh, chunks kind of situation. Yeah, that's gross. The dog turns out lovely. The dog's really sweet. Dog's name's Radar. <laughs> so it's uh, basically... 
he realized at that point that the favor he's going to owe is taking care of the dog while the guy's in the hospital mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. taking care of the guy when the guy gets home. Mm-hmm. But they're like, his dad keeps being like, where's the money coming from? This guy has like no insurance. He's just going to pay this $80,000 medical bill. Like, where's the money coming from? And one day the old guy's like, all right, go up, open my safe. And then he, he, he doesn't tell you what's in the safe. He opens it. It is a bucket of gold, <laughs> like little gold, like pebbles. It's not bars. It's not commonly made. So hence, I think the fairy tale aspect is starting to come in. Like who okay. has a bucket of gold? I maybe, would love a bucket of gold. Maybe I may because have. he's spinning hair into gold. Well, yeah. just, the, thing is, yeah. the kid keeps saying, and the thing in the shed. Whoa. The thing in the <laughs> shed is, is scratching and... And I I suspect it's making gold, too, but I'm only on page 150. So it's a 700-page book, y'all. It's Stephen King. Uh, It's not for Mm -hmm. children, clearly. It's also not for teens, Thanks for the warning. Good warning. It is Stephen King. Uh, It is for adults. My mom's like, I would never read Stephen King. If you're that person, don't read it. It's okay. That's okay. But uh, it's it's an interesting premise. The the characters. uh, Stephen King writes a great character. Man, I hope you find a creepy Rumpelstiltskin in that shed. I know. I really really want it to be. Yeah. Okay, you know, I'm thinking the goose who laid a golden egg. Yeah. Except for this time, it's like a goat. He said it made a (laughs) chittering sound, and he heard nails, though. Is it a chupacabra? Cabra. I'm just gonna start guessing now. I know, yeah. Um, I'm like, I, I need to. The think weird of thing all the is, too, they, he asked the guy, like, "What did you do?" The old guy he was like, "What did you do before you were retired?" He was like, "I was a woodcutter," which oh. is like a classic it's fairy a, tale it's a trope. Beaver. Too. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a, a gold producing beaver. I'm pretty sure, Steve. If you want to weigh in on this, like, call in. I mean, now I'm dying for you to finish the book to tell me. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give anything else away. No, but this is the I, best teaser. Yeah, <laughs> I literally don't know myself because I'm only on page 150. Bandy so. now has me set, and I'm going to keep like sending her text, I think, all weekend. He, is he keeps it? hinting, like, and then the thing happened, too, so something's going something's something to happen. It's a tiny horse. So far, I hope. So far, it's really just been a kind of a sweet story about a young kid taking care of an old man and a dog. Like, yeah, not a lot has happened. Yeah. But there's uh, some That's what happened shed. to me in the book. Um that the Stephen King, the girl who loved Tom Gordon. Yes. Oh yeah, I yeah, started yeah. that in grad school, right. and I remember being like, "Oh, no. maybe everything he writes isn't terrifying." No, and by the end there. of it, I was like, "Everything he writes is terrifying." Yeah. No, the one that's not though. <laughs> they is all start beautiful. The Colorado no. starts beautiful. The one that's not is the Colorado Kid. It has very little even cursing in it. Really? It's uh, I'll do it quick. It's uh, it's in Maine, obviously, because it's Stephen King. It's this girl who's interning at a newspaper office, and. Uh, Somebody from Boston, it's this little island. Somebody from Boston comes and says, what's your craziest story? And the guy just makes up something. And when they go back, she's like, why didn't you tell the truth? What is the craziest story? And he's like, it's this. And then he tells a story about Mm. a body that that showed up on the beach and they can't figure out where it came from. But it's actually like... Pretty for Stephen King, pretty clean. If you're gonna do one yeah. and you don't like a lot of content, still not for like teens, but for, right. as adults, Colorado Kid, man. I'm gonna put that on my list. It's sweet, actually. She loves these old guys, these old timers, and like is learning from them and starts to love the island. And yeah, it's kind of nice. So the first one that you're talking about is called Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale, all one word, all one word by Stephen not King. Not for kids and not for adults who don't <laughs> like that sort of thing. Uh, and then it's just like cursing. There's not a lot else. But and then the one if you want to clean the cleanest Stephen King I've ever read, at least. It's Colorado Kid. Colorado Kid. Sweet. Well, I will help bring it into, if you are looking for something for your kids, mine is very (laughs) different today. It's not a book. It 
is a game. Ooh, um, there, based on a book, though, right? Based on a book, yeah. <laughs> um, so there was a book that was called uh, Press Here <gasps> I love by that book. Um, Henri Toulet. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying it right, a French author. Um, and it is a highly interactive book. Um, it is really um, just mostly white pages with primary colors, red, blue, and yellow on it. Um, and the book gives you instructions to um, touch the red button, and you touch yes. it, and then you turn the page, and then something has changed. And now it says, now swipe your finger to the right, and you turn the page, and something else has changed. And so it's a very, all of Henri Toulet's books, um, and that's spelled T-U-L-L-E-T, um, are, are very interactive and fun like that. So they have made Press Here the game. Um, it's great for ages three and up, um, great for two to six players. I, I had requested it a long time ago, in fact. Um, so I think there's a long hold list for it, and I just got it this this week. Um, and I played it with my uh, four-year-old and seven-year-old the last two Aww. nights, and it's really wonderful, highly creative, highly interactive, and it is um, about building consensus and building creativity. So what you have is you have these boards that have um, open, like let's say on one board it's all black and then there are six open white circles on it. Um, Then you have a bag and the bag has circles in it that Mm -hmm. are red, blue, and yellow. So each player will draw from the bag um, a random color, a random chip, and they get to choose where to place it on the board. Now, the first person to place it on the board um, is the person who basically is setting the rule for that board because mm-hmm. there are no rules until the first until the hmm. first player sets it. So they set their chip on the board, and let's say they set a blue chip in the upper left-hand corner. Well, then the next person who goes, um, they might draw uh, another blue chip. And so they could decide, well, maybe I want – you're establishing patterns uh-huh. and you're establishing kind of like rhythms and patterns and things like that that in visual um, repetition. And so the second player might decide, well, I want my blue to go right next to this blue. And so maybe the pattern is becoming blue, blue, red, red, yellow, yellow. Uh-huh. They might decide that they want their, their chip to go in the lower right corner. Um, and so the pattern would go like maybe blue, red, yellow, blue, red, yellow. Um, and so you – the, the thing where it comes to consensus is all players have to agree that they are following a rule um, whenever they lay their chip down. So, you know, the, the first person lays down their blue, the second person lays down their blue right next to it, and everyone says, yes, I agree that this could be the start of a pattern. And then the third person goes, and they maybe draw a yellow, and so then they can continue the pattern, and we can say, yes, we agree with that, or actually, no, we don't think that that fits the pattern that we are um, that we're preparing for. You all can't see my mind blowing right now. When I would babysit my nieces and nephews at those ages, I always had one of them in tears because I would find competitive games uh-huh. and nobody at that age can handle losing. Well, there were still tears in my household last <laughs> night and I will tell you why. <laughs> it is because um, there are only so many um, open dots on each board and each board is completely different and so the patterns can always be completely different. Um, but there are only so there on this board that I'm giving the example for there are only six open dots. So when that sixth dot is filled, the player who fills it then wins that board. So there were still tears Turn, in my household yes, last night for my yes. hyper-competitive seven-year-old. <laughs> yes, um, because she had not yet won a board. Um, and the the sixth board is the the person who basically you lay out six boards. You're playing six at one time. And um, once the sixth board is gone, the player that has the most is the quote unquote winner. You could change the rules and make mm-hmm. it just that, you know, okay, this board is complete. Now we we've play done a new it. Board. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, but it is good to learn to lose. Yeah, there, but there are lots of great ways that you can be creative with the game, and it's kind of a, a, a game with rules about making rules. And yeah, so it's and it's like I said, hyper creative, consensus building. Um, so again, if you if you go onto our website DelawareLibrary.org/games and you look for um, press here, you'll be able to find it and request it. Um, and then you'll also be able to. There are lots of different search parameters. You can see um, what other games might be great for your um, ages three and up in your household for your two to six players. Um, but this one's a, a whole lot of fun. So I'm going to have us, we're quickly approaching the second yes. half of our show. So I'm going to have us take a break right now. And then when we come back, we'll be talking to Mandy about the Great Geek Fest next weekend. Yay. So stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you, Gage. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome back. I remember my name this time. I'm Nicole Fowles. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Molly myers Labady. And we are here with Mandy Henning, our Pal Branch Manager. But in this role, she is our queen of the Great Geek Fest. We mm -hmm. are in our seventh annual iteration of the Great Geek Fest. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, like wait, is, is it, it seven? Eight? No, I think mm -hmm. it's seven. Does that count the online years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh -huh. seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we have been we have been going at this for quite some time. 2016 was our very first year. We're back in person. It's the first time in person since 2019, and we're so excited. So, Mandy, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what's coming up. Well, so uh, first of all, the Great Geek Fest is a celebration of all things nerdy. Mm -hmm. uh, it is not strictly a Comic Con. It is for people who like gaming. It is for people who like comics. It is for people that like TV shows. It is for all things nerdy all the time. So yeah. um, this mm -hmm. year we are, as all years, well, when we were online, we were online, but <laughs> it is at the Delaware branch. Mm -hmm. So it is in downtown Delaware. Um, we have indoor and outdoor activities all day. Mm -hmm. um, again, this is Saturday, Saturday? October 22nd, yes. mm -hmm. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yes. So not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. Yes. So even if you are listening on our podcast that comes out on Monday, you'll still have all the time to get to the branch yes. on Saturday mm -hmm. the 22nd. And it is free yes. <laughs> to get into. That's usually Comic-Cons are like really, really expensive. Right. So pretty excited that it's free always. Um, and we have a bunch of stuff, basically. I'm, you do. You have yes. things for all ages. Yes. Let's start with the youngest ones. Okay. There is a Jedi Academy. Yes. What is oh. that? That is um, learning to use the Force. <laughs> uh, that is uh, training to be a Jedi. And that is going to be upstairs, actually, which Fun. is the other exciting thing. This is the one day of the year that the library upstairs mm -hmm. is open mm -hmm. to the public. So mm -hmm. Jedi Academy will be upstairs, and it is in the morning. And I'm voting for, like, if you need somebody to be a staff practicer on that, I'm, I'm volunteering oh, sure. to yeah, be a to Jedi. Yeah, to make sure that you could officially mm -hmm. um, inherit the force. Yes. yes. Can you inherit it? <laughs> you cannot. Well, um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think it has there. to be. Luke and Leia. <laughs> we're going to get into this. I know. Much. Deep into fandom. <laughs> but so uh, Jedi Academy, the signups start at 10, and then there are going to be sessions at 10, 30, 11, 11, 30, and 12. So mm -hmm. it's all morning. Right. And so, yeah, it's a sign-up. There's no advanced sign-ups. So just come to the branch um, as early as 10 o'clock yeah. and mm -hmm. sign up. And when they're full, they're full. Um, but when you get there, you can pick whatever time, you know, you yeah. want. Yep. So that'll it's be wonderful. Um, also, I've heard that we'll have some visitors from Star Wars uh, later on in the afternoon. Yes, That's going to be really wonderful. Mm -hmm. So just stay tuned for those. One o'clock mm -hmm. is when those visitors are going to come. Um, we have panels. That's have a pretty panel. classic I love a panel. thing oh, of Comic-Con. I love a so moment us, that's a panel. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about some of the folks who are coming so, for the panels. Uh, the first one we're doing is Robert Sexton at 1130. He is doing mm. foam carving, and it's not what you think. It's how to make cosplay weapons, like how to make like a <gasps> sword, how to make like... How to foam. How to, uh, yeah, how to carve foam to make a cool cosplay for people that don't... Cosplay is like... 
just dressing up as your favorite mm-hmm. fictional character. Yeah. Every now and then, non-fictional character, actually. But, <laughs> it's rare. Uh, but so phone carving, that's 1130. Um, I am super excited. At one, we have a graphic novel author and a graphic mm-hmm. novel illustrator mm-hmm. who are going to do a panel on the process of creating graphic novels. So that is Grace Ellis and Brian mm-hmm. Moss. And this isn't Grace's first visit with It's us. not. Yeah. It's not Brian's either. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Brian was here. This past summer. Yeah. Yeah. He was at the con at some point. He was though. at one of my first cons. I think that yeah. would have been about five years ago then. Yeah. Because I think been. it was one of my first. He just had a show at the Columbus Museum of Art mm-hmm. that was absolutely amazing, yeah. too. Yeah, they're both awesome grace is amazing too so mm-hmm. so if you're Agreed. ever curious about how graphic novels are made that's gonna be a good one and then at four um the th- every year we have an unofficial umbrella theme of the great geek fest this year it's kind of stranger things like it uh-huh. just hit at the right time we yeah. are all fans uh so at four we're doing stranger theories which is a staff-led <laughs> panel about things that we could maybe expect in season five of Stranger Things. Fun. I know. Yeah. I have one I just heard this week, but for people that haven't seen the end of the show, there's a spoiler yeah, there. So I'm going to leave it. But well, <laughs> I would not go to that panel if you haven't seen all of season That's four. That's such good it, advice. Let's call it no spoilers. You've got a week. You've got a week to binge well, it. Well, they were planning yet. it. I had to leave the room because I hadn't seen the last part two. I hadn't seen part two yet. So. Well, and related to Stranger Things, there is a scavenger hunt yeah. that happens all day in downtown Delaware. And yes. I've helped a little bit with that, yeah. getting out in the downtown Delaware. This is one of the main reasons why we love having this episode. The Delaware yes. Main Library mm-hmm. is because you can you can have your cosplay on, you can have your your little fun stuff that you're going to get throughout the day, and then you're basically going to be going to businesses throughout the downtown and trying to find characters from from Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Oh, and if you it. f- it's like kind of like the Where's Waldo, if you find the character, you get a sticker too of yes. that mm-hmm. character. So for p- fans of the series, I made the stickers. I think they came out very nice. Yeah. Oh, so, so and we have you always um, make things beautiful. I think we have fourteen. Thank you. I think we have 14 businesses signed up right now, mm-hmm. and um, we are also have a Stranger Things grand prize basket. So if you go to more than half of the businesses and find those, you can come back to the library, turn in your little slip, and then enter to win the big prize package. That, yes. And we'll draw those the week after the con. Yeah. And the prize packages are always yeah. amazing. Um, the staple item that has always been at every Great Geek Fest, even the ones that we have done virtually, is the cosplay, cosplay. contest. Mm-hmm. Yep. So go ahead and tell us what to expect this year. So what a cosplay is, like I said, is dressing up as your favorite fictional mm-hmm. character. Um, we are doing sign-ups pretty much the minute we open. If um, As you come through the main doors of the Delaware Library, there is going to be a cosplay table where you can get more information. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want the rules for the cosplay, they are online now on our Great Geek Fest website. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can sign up, and then the cosplay actually starts at 2 p.m. It's 2 to 4. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also going to be upstairs. We're going to do an upstairs, like, promenade. fashion yeah. show promenade mm-hmm. of, <laughs> across the bridge. If you've, if you've ever been to the, to the uh, Delaware Library, there's a, a bridge up at the, at the top. So uh, we'll have, let everybody do their, their walk, and then we have prizes. Uh, I think we have three sets of prizes One at mm-hmm. the end. And we have um, judges. Yeah. Are you your judge? Uh, no, I'm the announcer. You're the announcer. I'm getting nervous because I feel like so much work is put into those costumes. I want to be on game. It's, well, it's a good thing that you've re- just read a manga because they are uh-huh. all Japanese. Yeah, yeah, it's for true. 100% Japanese pronunciation. I know. I should probably be looking stuff up this weekend in preparation. Right. Can I tell you guys what my cosplay is? You yes. have about one minute. It's a little bit secret. I haven't told a ton of people. 
I'm going to be Hammond from Jurassic Park. Oh. I just bought a gray beard. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. My yeah. husband said, are you going to put the beard? Are you doing the beard? I'm like, yeah. I'm doing the beard. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. All right. Well, that takes us to the end of our show today. There is so much more that we didn't touch on. Visit uh, DelawareLibrary.org. Um, I believe it's slash Great Geek Fest. And see all of the things. Download the schedule events. Join us on Saturday the 22nd. Um, I would be remiss if I did not give our friends a little bit of love tonight and tomorrow, the 14th yes. and 15th. They are having a book sale at the Delaware Main Library. Stop by, um, fill up your bag. They're really wonderful supporters of us. Thank you so much to our friends. Also, real quick, on the week of the 16th, say thank you to them because it is the uh, National oh, friends thank Appreciation week. Friends Appreciation Week. That's so right. make sure to say friend, or thank you to our friends because they're doing amazing things that we get to do for you. Yeah. All right, so that takes us to the end of our show. Thank you, Mandy, for being our guest. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Molly, for being my co-host. Love it. And Gage, thank you for running the board. My pleasure. And as always, we will see you in the stacks.